You know, guys, when you get to be our age, finding the motivation to get back in shape can be hard. It's just plain tough to find a routine and to stick with it. Good news. FitBod is a fitness app that is anything but routine. It tailors your workouts to fit your life, your goals, your gear, and even your schedule, so you can avoid burnout. And FitBod helps keep up your momentum by mixing in different exercises, reps, supersets, and circuits. Best yet, FitBod has over 1,000 demonstration videos, so you can learn the right way to do each exercise. It's time to ditch the boring routines and kickstart your fitness journey. Add FitBod to your workout essentials. Join today to get your personalized workout plan. Get 25% off your subscription or try the app for free at fitbod.me slash Zabe. That's F-I-T-B-O-D dot M-E slash Zabe. In the shadow of the most powerful city in the world, the Capital Golf Gang is on the air with instructor John Ronis from the Ronis Academy at River Creek, executive director of the Middle Atlantic PGA, John Gould, and former University of Maryland golfer, Ron Thomas. And now your host from Afternoon Drive on the Team 980 Radio in Washington, D.C., Steve Zabin. It is a winter edition of the Capital Golf Gang. We are snuggled into the silver diner just a lob wedge right boys a lob wedge from golfdom yeah maybe a driver for me yeah i would say a three stinger three iron yeah okay well uphill uphill into the wind i have (laughs) de-lofted my lob wedge so it really plays more like a four iron okay good so i could probably downwind get it here. when i'm trying to hit it 50 i usually hit about 150 so that's probably about right all right good well we are here there is at least eight inches of melting snow on the ground it is January, but no better time to go- talk golf and to dream golf than right here, right now on the podcast. So so we are here in the middle of winter. Let's say hello to the gang, a nice, quiet, indoor Silver Diner golf clap to Ron Thomas. Yay. Yes. Johnny Gould, the executive director of the Middle Atlantic PGA. There's yeah. a little golf clap right Thank there. You. John Ronas of the Ronas Academies in yeah. Leesburg, Ashburn, Greater Western Loudoun County, Eastern Thank Loudoun you. County. Thank you very much. All this Loudoun County and yours truly, the golf nerd in chief. The Zabe. So, the Zabe, exactly. <laughs> Man, do we got some stuff to talk about. Let's start with the flag stick in controversy. Controversy? Is it controversy? I, it, no, I think it's just the news item. Okay, so the new rules are here. All hail the new rules of golf. Yeah. The first guy, of course, the first guy to do putting with the flag stick in is. Bryson DeNerdbo <laughs> and his, well, you know, the coefficient of restitution, and I've done my studies and everything. This is now already getting out of hand, Ronas. Yeah. Already getting out of hand. Adam Scott says he's going to mm-hmm. try it and start going to it because we know that guy's desperate enough. He needs any help putting he can get, right? Right. right. I believe Speeth has tried it so far. You've got guys doing studies. We now are facing the prospect, fellas, of the winning putt at the Masters of a mere seven feet being putted with the flag stick in. I know, I, Are you, you ready when for you, a world When like you that? wrote that down, I was like, wow, that really like kind of made it sink in for me of uh, a putt on the 18th hole to footer. win a major. Put the flag in. The flag in. They're going to have to make the sticks bigger or something. I don't – I can't have this. <laughs> they I just can't to, have they this. They need to reverse this rule yeah. immediately. I, 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 if there's any room for bifurcation of a rule, this is where the PGA Tour cannot allow – putting with the flag stick in it's unacceptable come on now i think it's perfectly representative of the times knee-jerk reaction to not to the flag stick in but the rules the way the usga has gone about trying to make the game more friendly and faster it's obscene it's absurd so you hate it you hate flag stick in it makes me physically ill to watch (laughs) i still don't agree with it either i just don't think the physics are there that a normal putt has a better well, that, chance. Well, that's what I was going to say. This, this is all fun and games until someone has got a putt going in and it ricochets away. Once that happens, all these guys are going to yeah. go. I they all putt with away with a pin in? Yes. Yeah. Right. They all yeah. putt with perfect speed, right? I, d- I don't so believe not- any putt that ricochets away would have gone in with a pin out either. Well, what about a ball that's coming in from the corner? It's breaking in. It's got a little bit of speed. It's breaking in. Might be able to do a hard loop in, but it ticks the 
flag and then but it's not really it's out. not the physics it's the belief you know it's if these guys on tour if they believe that putt that flag stick it's is going to the superstition co- of the tour golfer is correct. what you're if, saying if, yes. they, if they think that's going to cost them in any way it's going to come out and i think eventually i think they're all experimenting with it right now I was especially uh, you you termed it perfectly denerdbo he's you know exactly he's thinking about well it depends if the stick is pretty hard i'm not going to do it but if it's a softer stick he, i mean dishambo yeah, I mean, is an attention whore <laughs> and this is perfect. We're off and for running attention. for 2019, boys. Attention, whores. Well, this is perfect. Well, well sh- the thing with Deshambo, it's very on brand. Oh, it is. As they like to say it's these what days, I mean. he is making mint on being the science golfer. Yeah. He's got endorsements based on... He's Bill Nye the science guy. Right, and I'm not saying he's not smart scientifically. I'm not saying that there's no value in what he's done to sort of try to hack golf, right? Right. Life hack. Yep. But this is on brand. This he saw this rule and he goes, "Thank you, God, another two million in my bank account." The Watch only, what I'm going to do. The only problem is when he came out on tour, he was putting side saddle or whatever he was doing. Right, mm-hmm. he had to make that switch, and there was a l- big lull in him being the best amateur in the world, and then all of a sudden not being able to compete that well in the PGA Tour. Wait a minute, and, he was putting side saddle. Why did he switch? I think he had to. He just—he no. was doing something where he had to switch. He that is true. It. Yes, I forgot what it was. Was it straddling? No, I don't think no, he can straddle. I think it was a side saddle deal of some sort. But regardless, he had to switch. I don't think in this point in his career he has that time to start experimenting with a million things where he could have another one of those lulls. Where he could just coming out of college, but I don't think he can well, here, anymore. So I think he's going to be more careful with what he decides to try. To me, try. This, this begs the question. Did he not have an amazing 2018 he did. started amazing why already. change it why yeah. change it what was i mean well, what's he changed he thinks it's better you putting with the flag stick in yeah but that's it's, 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 it's gonna be minor i yeah. think it's i think it's only it's an it's a marketing thing for him like and i said it's on brand I, mean, I think it's gonna affect him one way or the other and it's just we just don't like the way it looks it's it's not affecting we don't think obviously if, if it was affecting his golf then he wouldn't be doing it well let's be honest why did the usga create Tap-ins. this rule? allegedly happens no, alleged, yeah, tap-ins and allegedly to speed up the game. For, right. But not for, for the ca- Yes, for, for the, the casual ab- yes. right. player. Exactly. Right. This is going to slow down play on tour totally. because when one guy for 20 feet takes it out Another and guy then puts the nerd bow from seven says, I need that, Yep. another right. 30 yeah. seconds. Right. Well, and yeah. the caddies, I've, t- I've often used this phrase, the caddies, it's a symphony. I've been out there, I know. It's yep. a symphony. Who gets you, yes. of who's, it, yeah. it's, a, it's a perfect who's got the flag. Yeah. This is going to throw a monkey the, wrench into that. I watched a video that was so ridiculously dumb. They had a stimp meter from about five feet rolling the ball down at literally 100 miles an hour. And it hit the <laughs> flag stick. It was, the, it was five feet away. It was going 100 miles an hour, hit the flag, stick dead on, and would drop in. And they're like, this is the reason you, you have the pin in. Right. Well, who's hitting it that hard? Yeah. We're tour players. <laughs> right. They're not smashing the ball because that ball goes over the cup. They yeah. took the flag out and it went over the cup. All right. It was a joke. That's an exaggeration. However, here's another problem that I have now come to grips with. Slick, downhill three-footers, hard-breaking three-footers, flag stick in is a definite advantage. Being yep. able to Jam. bang one of those in is a huge advantage. Especially you still can't bang it in, though. You still can't bang it in because if it's still on the side and it's got too much speed, it hits a flag stick and then starts to create spin bang it sideways in is relative. and rip out. It's relative yeah, banging. I'm, I'm, I'm still talking waiting about for a firm. I'm going to take it's, – it's a three-footer that breaks eight inches. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take all but two inches of the break out, and I'm going to ram this bitch in there. Okay, yeah. I mean, advantage flag the, the Yes, it all works until one guy ricochets <laughs> it off. Until you yip it and you're yeah. like 12 which feet he done, Right, which he could have done if, if, uh, if the flag stick was out. But once, once that gets in the head of the players, they're all taking it out. I know. You, I guarantee you what's going to happen. They also had to change the, ru- the rule where if a ball is at rest against the flag stick anywhere, it's, it's good. It used cold. to be... Used to be a half used of to be it. You had to straighten it out. Yeah, and if you, you couldn't do it, it, you were an idiot. But yeah, you had By to straighten way, it out. I promise you, we're going to have a flag we're, stick. We're going to no, have a, no. no. There is not a universal flag. Right, Mr. Cole, rules expert. There is yeah. no such thing as a universal flag stick. Places that where the winds are calm, nice places. They use a really thin fiberglass, non-tapered. Right. Places in Scotland or Florida where it's windy. The things Real like a thick. telephone pole tapered. That makes a difference. Obviously, it takes oh, up yeah. more of the hole. So now the question is: Would the tour 
bring their own. I don't think they do bring their own flags. No, they're just that. using what's there. It's it, yep. you know what they it, don't. Let's let's believe so. they use what's ever in the cart barn. I'm dubious of that. Yeah, they just changed the flag. Yeah, changed oh, the flag. Really? Yeah. I don't know. I would Ronnie? think they'd have a universal flag stick at all the courses. You think so? I would believe so. Ronnie's yeah. a flag stick expert. You know what yeah. Ronnie did for me for my back forty? He got four flag sticks and meticulously painted them black, white, black, white, barber pole, like the U.S. Open, and presented them to me to say, here, you need these for your backyard. Nice. Stunning. Ronaldino. I like you. Paint's chipping, <laughs> by the way. You need to uh, <laughs> yeah, you need to touch that up. up. He <laughs> didn't put a little gloss on it. After he it. said paint's chipped. <laughs> touch that up. Come out. You need a protective <laughs> coat on that. That was a wonderful gesture, Ron. You need to come out and fix it. <laughs> right. <laughs> They're fading. And while you're there, mow the lawn. Well, while I'm there, I'm going to no, bring no, my square-toed kicking shoe, and I'm going to kick my shoes. i got to come out. Too bad Ronnie and I live literally at diametric opposite ends of the, of the market. That's right. Ronnie is at 60 miles east of the capital. I'm 60 miles west of the capital. Right. Right. I'm not. All right. Flag so stick. I, I have a question. Yeah. John Gould, our rules rules expert, maybe the most knowledgeable rules guy in the area. I don't think so. Uh, I ahead. think so. What do you foresee this being an issue as? Wh- where do you see an issue with this when it comes to tournament golf? You know, I, I really don't think it is going to be an issue. It's it's a it's a visual issue, I think, Cosmetic. for spectators and for uh, purists. Um, like I said, I, I really think it doesn't make a difference. But someone's going to bang one off of a flagstick, and all the players are going to go, well, I can't take that risk. You know, as Rona said, these guys are holding it with perfect speed. They're not hitting it with a lot of speeds and using the flagstick to stop it. It's dumb. It's risky. They're not going to do that. Um so, I mean, a, a lot of these rules are to avoid chances for the normal golfer, the everyday golfer, to, uh, to get a penalty for something like, you know, not taking the flag out for hitting a two-foot putt. And, you know, the loose impediments, all the other things if, if are ways to avoid giving penalties to players. On tour, it's a completely different world. More importantly, what is this going to do for the casual golfers and their buddies when one douchebag wants to be like DeChambeau and now the rest of the foursome's like, would you knock it off with the yeah. flag stick in? Well, as, like as, this is going to be seriously. Yeah, you're this right. This chatter is already beginning with my golf circle about are we going to allow flag stick in? We're talking local rules amongst our own golf group about it's, whether we're going to adhere to this rule or not. Yeah. It's basic. It's just like the world works. He will be yeah. playing alone on weekends. <laughs> right. All right. Now, I watched uh, Gene Littler and byron nelson or one of them recently i can't remember whichever one at, at pine valley gene littler and Good it was enough. a shell was, world uh, yeah golf. shell wonderful yeah. and they were putting Might with the flag stick in now back in the day was this 60 i think yeah was this a legal thing back yes. in the day i, th- I think it was. you're right yeah yeah they was. that was when they had stymies stymies too. yes yeah. yes stymies <laughs> <laughs> yes put the ball between you and your opponent make him chip over it and uh, yeah and now we're backstopping instead we're trying to help well we'll get to backstopping in a second yeah. so Niblet. it's just on a larger point, for those who are casual golfers or non-golfers that are listening to this right now, you're probably shaking your head going, why the fuck does this matter? <laughs> Can you explain <laughs> from an doesn't. aesthetic, traditional standpoint, Ron Thomas, why putting with a flagstick in at the highest level is such a weird thing? Well, it's so uh, – it's just awkward, the look of it. I mean – Again, you just said it, tradition, aesthetics. You just I think all of us were born after 1960, so we've never seen it. And it just looks wrong. It's like like wearing a wetsuit into a cocktail party. (laughs) What are you doing, bro? Might be uncomfortable. Again, it's so 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 representative of the times. Just a knee-jerk, over-the-top reaction to something that they deemed as, you know, and, and, and let's not forget the USGA has The casualness cuts. of the times. People don't wear coat and ties for stuff anymore. You yeah. Know, or so dress up for airplane flights. Right. Correct. Yeah. It's a, well. Listen to us old guys. It's yeah. great. But this Get is off stupid. my lawn. This is, <laughs> this is <laughs> but stupid. Get, tri- golf is a game of tradition, etiquette, aesthetics. Like, I hate the aesthetics of it more than anything. And I think the problem that that the whole golf world, not just the USGA who changed this rule in the RNA, but is, yeah, okay, tradition, that's our core. You know, the traditional golfer, the purist. But if that's it, then golf doesn't survive. So how do we figure out a way to make golf more current to the times? And I don't think this is necessarily because of that, but it's one of those 
examples. I understand of that, but it's a balance because as you start adding tail fins and hood scoops and spinner rims and tinting yeah, to the game we the, love, Ron, yeah. there's no end of it. Like once you're starting down this road, pretty soon you're going to get one throwy around where you can throw yeah. it out of trouble. Well, and because or that's sh- what today's you know, generation sh- wants: shorts, yeah. tank tops, and uh, hoodies. How, well, it's and, funny you say that because yeah. I was just going to say that the collarless shirt, this mm-hmm. Nike. Tony Finau, Tiger Woods Blade shirt. Yeah. Drove me nuts. Next thing you know, they're going to allow a driver face to be twisted to actually help you be able to hit the ball Don't straight. they have the twist oh, face? Oh, they do have it already. Either that or that'll be just a marketing ploy that actually doesn't exist, but they just use it. Oh, <laughs> Did I say that out loud? <laughs> Did you say that out loud? <laughs> I didn't That's say great. that out loud. What about the other rules? This knee drop, the, the drop now from knee yeah. height. I saw the guys on tour, a couple guys, kind of bending their knees like they're curtsying. Yes. Like yeah. they're a, a southern bell at a ball. I'm like, <laughs> right. just drop it from your knee. Why do you got to yeah. bend down like that? Right. What I didn't know, John Gould, is that it's actually a penalty if you don't drop it from your knee. So, in other words, you drop it from your shoulder, that's a penalty. Well, it's the same thing it was. It used to drop over the back of your shoulder, right? Right. Yeah. yeah, so now you drop it at shoulder height, you drop it over the back of your shoulder, it's a penalty. So Why? it's the same thing. The whole purpose is to, now there's a uh, relief area for every situation, whether it's embedded ball, hazard, whatever. You declare a point, and it's a club length in any direction. And the idea is for that ball to stay in that, penalty, right. that relief area. When you drop it from your shoulder, it's going to bounce further. What used to be, if you dropped it from your shoulder, wherever it bounced, it could roll up to two club lengths away. And then you have to Our, mark it and right. re-drop well, but it. If it, it was rolled, a big hassle. If it rolled one and seven-eighths club lengths, it was still in play. And people would take that advantage, disadvantage, however you want to look at it. The objective now is you drop it in that relief area, and it stays in the relief area, which is one club length in you know, right, 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 no right. closer to the hole. So dropping it from your knee is going to keep it in that. Dropping it from your shoulder will most likely. Well, maybe. Yeah, if maybe. If it's sloped, exactly. It's not, but golf, the rules of golf don't deal with maybes. We don't talk okay. about where the slope is, how firm the ground is. The objective is to keep it in that area, and the best way to do that is drop it from your knee. Dropping it from your shoulder would give you additional roll, additional gain, loss, whatever it is. The new drop rule was going to be a place, it was, which yeah. would have been unbelievable. Would have caused a lot of mayhem because it's a huge advantage to be able to boop place right, the ball. Right, and, and at one time it was you had to drop it from any height, so yeah. one inch, any any yeah, right. height. The one inch drop was going to be it. Yeah, yeah I'm sorry, not the place, right. but the right. one inch and, drop. And the was objective be was it. you still have to drop it, but the the penalty, the quote unquote penalty of dropping in a bunker where it plugs in the sand, and so the, the thought process, you know, so it, it there was there actually the USGA actually listened to everybody else tour players PG of America professionals etc when they said that that's insane why so can't, they, so the, why there's can't, some element of height why can't they say you're allowed to drop it anywhere between knee and shoulder height so you don't get cuz here's what's going to happen i can see this now mr ronas someone's going to drop from mid thigh and a competitor is going to go illegal drop. Well, penalty. but they could have done that before. See? Well, I think I can if tell I you the reason. If I dropped my shoulder, my angle was too far down. You had the same po- really? opportunity for yeah. someone to to okay. complain. I can all tell right. you the reason is you because you got to set up standard and just do it. That's all. In a situ- as a player, in a situation where you see Ronnie, whether you agree with this or not, you see the opportunity to place the ball. Dropping it from your shoulder is going to be a better option because you know dropping it from your shoulder is going to hit the ground and roll away. You mean dropping it from your knee? You no, 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 no. If, oh, you, have the, if you have the option of dropping so it between knee and shoulder. So you're on a, you're on a, you're on a slight you think, incline yeah. where you know that a higher drop will kick it out of the approved yeah. relief zone. So you're going to drop it twice and then you're going to place it. And then you can place yeah. it. Yeah. So you're going to always want to place it, right? You're going to take advantage of the rules. You're not going to break yeah. the rules. So therefore, maybe that knee wouldn't roll away as much or stay in the drop zone and you wouldn't have the chance to replace it. So I kind of get it, but it's just, again, it's one of those things Can that I, I just don't deem necessary. No, you never could. No. Really? No. Huh. No. So this is, it's I mean, all, this is, this is called handling change, right? It's all change that's going to be visually tough for us to deal with. It's going to be operationally tough for the tour players to deal with, but we'll get over it in okay. a year. We're not going to care. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to eat breakfast right now. Our delicious meal has come from the good folks at Silver Diner. And when we come back, we've got some other tour stuff to talk about and some other golf stuff to talk about. Since we're not playing golf here in the DMV with snow on the ground, I want to talk about the best places in the winter to go play golf, whether it's Florida, Arizona, the Caribbean, 
Jamaica, you name it. I've been to a few places. There's some places I want to go to. We'll talk about that next as our winter edition of the Capital Golf Gang continues. All right, we're back. Delicious breakfast slash brunch here at Silver Diner. I forgot to mention that Ron Thomas has been elected as a board member for the Mid-Atlantic no, Washington, Washington, Washington Metropolitan Golf Association. Ronnie, congratulations, Thank brother. Thank you. Yep. Yeah, that's a big what deal. Is that, does that get you a free pull cart at all the area <laughs> munis? What naked, does that do? A naked lady tease. Nice. Excellent. No, Thank seriously, that's a great now. honor. Thank what are you going to be doing? <clears throat> I am going to be officiating, John. I guess yeah. that's what you call it. At You're an ambassador and, is what you are, Ronnie. Yeah. I mean, you will be, I'm sure, at times and he's officiating. Concentrating times. on the uh, junior events, the Washington Met has several long-standing, outstanding junior golf events that he's going to be the probably the official in charge is the title that you usually get for that. But you know, certainly heavily involved. Nice, right? and he got a blazer for it too. I bet not, not a blazer, no, no, probably a, a, a crest. Yeah, yeah the crest is sticking the blazer. It's you like put the on your blazer. Yeah, with the uh, <laughs> so the, the crest flying. is not and a tie fixed right? to the blazer. Correct, it pops, oh. pops right in. Right? And a tie oh, and a tie. Yeah, <laughs> he'll, he be, did. he'll be looking good. He will. He looks All great. Right. So, anyone going somewhere warm this winter to play golf? Yes or no? no I well, don't think to play golf. I'm going to go down to Orlando next week to the PGA show. But um, okay, John Gould, you'll be at the PGA show. I will. I'm going to play Grand Cypress when I'm down there, so okay. I'm uh, looking forward to that. All right, Ron, you going anywhere warm? I don't have anything planned. You don't usually go anywhere warm in the winter. You play. I play whenever you can mm-hmm. in the winter here in the DC mm-hmm. area. Toughens you up. I like it. It does. So, where of the places to play warm in the winter is the best? Let's just go through various places and then give us the pros and cons. Ready? Here we go. California. Too far away. Expensive. Expensive, too far away. Not that many great public courses in Southern California. True public courses. Realistic public courses. Right. Right. The per capita of courses in California is terrible. It's unbelievably bad. Tons of people, not a lot of great courses. Price of real estate, yep. But yeah. spectacular weather. You go to San Diego Southern. in the winter. Southern Cal, half the LA, state. Half Palm the state's Springs. Not. How about Palm Springs? I've never been to Palm Springs. I, I have. I was there in November. And we had our annual meeting. It's spectacular. It's it's a lot like desert golf uh, when we get to Arizona and Phoenix. Uh, but exactly what you said. Perfect okay. weather, 84, 85. Looks great golf the course. There's a lot. I mean, I think the Coachella Valley, which is where Palm Springs is, has something like over 100 golf courses. Mm. Yeah. It's, it's an amazing, amazing. Course. And a lot of old people. A lot yeah. of old people. So you got to skip around them, but you're, otherwise you're good. Okay. Uh, Nevada. Vegas. Uh, I know Vegas. Oh. It's expensive because they know they can get the money. They can get you for 150 yeah. 200 bucks a round because you're going to blow that at the tables. Right. Also, uh, the weather in the winter is not always perfect. That's true, yeah. right? The, in the forties and fifties. By, by the time we go in March, it's right on the edge of being decent. We've had yeah. some pretty marginal years. We had a Vegas pro am for our PGA professionals the first week of December, and it was all uh, wind jackets. It was probably fifty to sixty degrees, so it was yeah. wasn't Not icy bad. cold, but it wasn't what you would call. You know, winter, the places you're going to avoid the winter, that you're not going for fifty degrees. You're going I, for eighty degrees. I forgot Hawaii. I've played Hawaii. I've played a couple places there. Spectacular. I, I've, I've had played. two free trips to Hawaii. I, I went on one. The other mm-hmm. one decided not to go on. You're pretty from my smart. Dummy. And, well, <laughs> it is way too far away. <laughs> way too far away. We went to Kauai, and um, I, did, I didn't think anything of it. Um, of the golf have you there. been, Ron, to Hawaii? I've never been to Hawaii. Neither have I. Yeah, not I did, I, you, know, you know what the trippiest thing about Hawaii is? So you take off from San Fran or L.A., and then you're over water. And then you're over water, and then you're over water, and you're over water for five yeah. hours. Five hours. Yeah. And you realize when you finally land five hours later in another entire cross-country flight to the islands, you see the yeah. tiny islands, it dawns on you, I'm in the middle of the ocean. Yeah, It absolutely. is freaky. If you have any phobias about flying, Hawaii is not you, man. Yeah. Yep. Hmm. But the courses are spectacular. And generally you, expensive, too, I, I would of think. Of course, right? yes. Mm-hmm. Although they're cheap for the Japanese, who often have memberships in Hawaii, because it's cheaper than belonging to a nice club in Japan. Yeah, as a matter of fact, I've heard it's cheaper to f- belong to a club in Hawaii, pay for the flight to play right. on the weekend, than it is to just play in Japan. <laughs> wow. Exactly. Wow. Okay, back to the States. Arizona. Fantastic in the winter. Right? Arizona, yeah, but again, depending on 
where you are, I think the weather can be a little dicey I'm talking, in the winter. Yeah, I'm Phoenix talking Phoenix, Tucson, southward. Obviously, yeah. north, you get clipped sometimes. There's been yep. a little dusting of snow every now and, and then. The northern trust there. open, yeah, but otherwise, incredible golf. Texas. I've never played golf in Texas in the winter. I played in Houston one year at the Super Bowl with our friend Jeff Sheehan. Cold. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, yeah, Houston. Uh, exactly. You have to go to Southern Texas again. San Antonio, San Antonio yeah. uh, areas down there. Okay. You know, uh, the only thing I know about I haven't played either in, in Texas is it's all flat and windy. Texas is pretty you know, boring, so. right? Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. Gulf Coast, Mississippi, Louisiana, marginal, right? Could be fifties. Yep. You're not guaranteed warm weather down it's there. It's not Miami. Correct. North Florida. I played one of the coldest rounds ever. With my friend Mark Spencer. What's up, Spence? It was at Amelia Island, I believe. Yeah. And Which we is had, a fantastic place. Of yes. course. But yep. we had committed to play, and the weather just said, yeah, yeah. here you go, 38 and windy. And we played anyway because we had committed to play. And Spence says to me, he goes, you know what? Some of my coldest rounds I've ever played in Florida. Yeah, yeah For that reason only. Yeah. Because you think you're going for you, to the warmth, right. and you yeah, okay. don't always get it. So northern Florida, Jacksonville in the winter, it's a flip of the coin. Correct. You might get it okay. Orlando in the winter. I've never been to Orlando. Oh, I have a million times, and, and Orlando's is usually pretty good. I mean, it, usually it's going to be around in the middle of winter, 65 okay. to yeah. 70 degrees, but you can get the 50-degree day as well. But How it's, about Tampa? Same it's deal. about the same. It's a yeah. little. It's Gulf it's a little side, so it's south. a little. Yeah, a little south of okay. the Gulf. Okay, down the coast, Palm Beach. That's where you want to be. Yeah. Once you get south of Jupiter, you're golden. Yeah. Miami. That's, that's where you got oh, the weather, Miami's and you got the, the decent prices. <laughs> you like Miami? Yeah. I mean, I like the Gulf in Florida. Really, northern Florida is a lot better, but right because uh, there's more Miami's terrain. Miami's just, you know, it's humid. The ocean's crystal blue. I mean, Miami's. Sweet. We used to go to Doral on the golf team. We had a tournament there. Yeah. That's what we did. Yeah. It's the best. Yep, it is. Best. And Guarantees. I hear that since Trump bought it and put money into it, it's even yeah. better. Yeah. Okay. I Funny, our boy, my boy One Account, is trying to organize a guy's trip to Doral. In fact, I think he's got it going. He asked me if I was interested, and I just spit it out. I go, Doral. I will like, say I, this. That place has, I'm like, that place does nothing for me because it looks flat. Yeah. Giant bunkers, boring Bermuda grass, not my style. And, and Rhodes was flabbergasted. He's like, I can't believe you're saying no, this. No, 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 no. That's Florida golf. It is. There's nothing exciting about Doral. It's just, you know, it's a, it's a good golf course, a championship golf course, but there's no ocean or anything. I'll tell you what, if you're going to go to Miami, you might as well skip right over and go to the Dominican because the Dominican yep. is the best. Yeah, that, All right, Dominican I'm, I'm never definitely been. Definitely voted for that. The best. Ca- Casa de Campo and, is uh, awesome, and um, Punta Cana. Punta Cana. Punta Spada. It's a Nicholas Design course. Punta that Spada is my Espada. number one in the world that I've ever wow. played. Okay, it's everything about stunning. that I've seen, Costa Rica. Costa Rica? No, Dominican, Dominican Republic. Everything about Republic. the Dominican I've seen, including Casa de Campo and all that. Looks great on a postcard. I'd love to see how the grass rolls because I have a feeling it won't be very good conditions. Beautiful. I mean, when you're paying no? that kind of money, it's it was gorgeous. Okay, yeah. so the conditions perfect. are elite played, as long as you're playing a top I flight I played all course. three Correct. courses at Dominican. I mean, at Casa de Campo, what, that's got to be two or three years ago now. And, and two of them are, are just mind-blowing. Teeth of the Dog, which is right on the water, right. and the Dive 4 course. Dive 4 is Which sick. is that's just where they incredible filmed. views. Yeah, they filmed uh, Apocalypse Now, the helicopters no, going uh, down the river. Going that's down where the they river filmed that. Uh, the other course is more of a, like a member golf course for everybody. Yeah. You, that's Florida. unlimited plays. You know, just okay. you just go play it when you feel like it. Okay. Uh, Mexico. I've never been there. Mm-hmm. I've played yeah. in Cancun several years. It's marginal. The Mayakoba, where they play the tour event, is outstanding. But more, they get a huge price for it. Two fifty, I think. But great like weather that. in Mexico, right? Oh yeah, the weather there. Yeah. Uh, Riv- Riviera Maya. Yeah. Uh, Cancun, very good. Jamaica last year, I played two places. They were meh. Jamaica doesn't really have much golf. Uh, Bahamas. Played once in the Bahamas on Atlantis. Pretty yep. nice course. I believe they filmed a big break there once. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. Uh, uh, but it was otherwise unremarkable. Correct. But Bahamas That's isn't far enough south, right, to really guarantee oh, yeah, warm is. weather? It is. Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah. No, you know what's not is uh, Bermuda. Uh, Bermuda. Bermuda. Right. Yep. Bermuda's off wrong. the coast of Carolina, I yeah. believe. Okay, so where would be the best place to go play golf in the winter? I personally, if you're going to stay in the states, I'd go to Southern Florida. I think it's almost a guarantee. Okay, windy, but almost a guarantee. Or Palm Springs or something. You know, yeah. L.A. Right. Palm but Springs, where there's all the choice. golf courses. Miami, where you know you can get the weather. Yeah. Arizona, if you got the budget. 
California, if you've got stupid, crazy budget, you're going to yeah. go Southern California, San Diego. Forget Texas. Forget Gulf And the Gulf Dominican, Coast. you can go out there and you can get a package where wherever you're staying is all-inclusive. So you want to go have, uh, not that I've ever done this, but like uh, chicken tenders at midnight. You just roll up to the bar or, and there's your chicken tenders. alcohol whenever you want it. My yeah. general philosophy is if I'm going to go somewhere to play golf in the winter, I'm not just going to go somewhere warmer. I'm going to go somewhere warm. I agree. Period. Absolutely. There are guys that will organize golf trips to like Myrtle Beach right. in early March. Oh, it's not bad. It's 52. If the wind's not blowing, I'm like, no. Yeah. No. If you're going to pay, you Keep better going. pay to get it right. Yeah, yeah. I agree. South. I agree. We didn't mention Hilton Head, or we used to yeah, go there for spring break. For yeah, and it's gr- that, Hilton when Head is that type get, is great in the great. spring and the fall. March. March. It's, yeah. March. It's always pretty good there, even in the winter. Yes. No, but you're going to get it a could lot. be sixty. But you're it's still normally be dormant. sixty to sixty-two dormant. I was going to say that. I yeah. mean, still see, we used to go to Pinehurst in December, January. Yeah, everything's dormant, right? And I loved it. I love There's nothing it. wrong it with it, but it's 45 dormant. to 55 to 60, maybe. But yeah. I, I like the green pop because they overseed, and that is nice. Yeah, yeah. again, what Zabe said, though, I mean, if you're going to go, I don't want to be having well, a ski hat well, and gloves my on. My favorite spot to go <laughs> play golf in the winter, and I was fortunate to be able to do this because my teammate lived there, but we'd, I'd go to Los Angeles every year. Oh, wow. His mother was an instructor, Millie Zimring, who is the 1958 USGA Girls Junior Champion from cool. Brookline. She won it at Brookline yeah. from Los Angeles, got in a car with her dad, drove across the country, wow. won the U.S. Girls Junior, wow. drove back. But uh, she was very close with Eddie Marins. Oh, Eddie yeah. Marins from Bel Air. And so pro. we got to play Bel Air yep. every year. He was oh, also the coach of uh, UCLA. I have Gow. some Bel Air stories yeah. for you guys that are fat, that are just unbelievable. <laughs> I heard the clubhouse there, the it's, sitting in the bar is just it's the, the most best stunning spot thing on in the earth. world. Yeah. If there's a better environment. Especially in the olden days. The first tee, especially. First yeah. tee, you tee off up right next to the dining room. This big, beautiful, yeah, that's the way Marion is arched too. window. Yeah. But you're up above, up in the canyon. You're up above it, and you look out in these gigantic homes. You're like, oh, that's where, you know, uh, Lana Turner's well, boyfriend killed so-and-so. Well, they would be, they would so be sitting so, at the that's bar. Where, you know, <laughs> like, uh, and they'd be sitting so. at the bar before cameras, before cell phones. Yeah. That, they would get together there, and it would just be yeah, chaos. Yeah, the, the group in front of us that the first time I was there was uh, Jerry West and – uh, Jack Wagner, you know, the yeah, fan, yeah. the actor, yeah, yeah. this Good and that. Sean Connery was there. It Decent. was just one after the other. Yeah. So I've that was my favorite trip. And we used to play other places out there. Mountain Goat or Mountain Gate was it what it was called. And I, Los Angeles in the winter. If you go up north of L.A. into the valley, Thousand Oaks, mm-hmm. and all the way up to Santa Barbara where I went to school, Harvard of the West, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you can find golf courses. But they do get their pound of flesh because they are all year long. Yeah spectacular, warm, or at least temperate, 70 degrees all year long. Uh, I've been to Riviera to watch the L.A. Open, and it's intoxicating the weather that time of year. I've never played it. I got to play LACC, which is like Bel Air. Yeah, You played L.A. Country Club. Yeah, you Los know, Angeles Country Club. You want to know how? This is the dumbest thing oh ever. God. So I'm playing golf with a buddy up in Santa Barbara, and an old man joins us up as a twosome, says he's like some you know part-time instructor there. And we get up to talking and stuff, and he says, yeah, anytime you want to come down to LACC. And he might have thought it was an idle invite. <laughs> Made the mistake of giving his number. And believe you me, we called him. We're like, how does next Tuesday sound? And he said, sure, come on down. You wow. played L.A. Yeah. Country. It's wow. a, the, one of the top yeah. five hardest golf courses to get on yeah. anywhere. No yeah. celebrities. That's the rule. Oh, well, no celebrities. You would be marginal. If you, like, if you lived out there and you did what you do here, you know, a, a high-end broadcast, yeah. that'd be tough. To There's get. also another course called Ojai Valley Country Club that is in Santa Barbara, just south of Santa Barbara. Mm-hmm. Beyond belief. So perfect. Well, you went to school but you need, there. That's but nice. you need the banana the slugs. Here's the thing: you need so much money to to play and be a member at these courses because other than these elite ones, Riviera, Bel Air, LACC, you got Rancho Park. Yep. Yeah. Good luck. Right. Off to the Muni. Wait for an hour to get on the tee sheet, and good mm-hmm. luck to you. Yeah. Yep. Which is remarkable that that's Tiger Woods grew up playing at those right. courses, right. and I love that. Yep. All right, let's uh, let's switch gears. I mentioned Mayakoba in Mexico, which I was lucky enough to play. It's a fantastic course. 
Matt Kuchar recently won at the off-season event or the wraparound event, whatever you want to call it, the fall <laughs> event, tour event. Tour players, tour money, $1.3 million to the winner at Mayakoba. He won it with a rented local. looper, a local looper, a guy by the name, nickname of El Tucan. And the winner's check was $1.3 million. Now, what happened was a controversy rose up last week in which reports were Kuchar only paid El Tucan three grand, which is a far cry from the typical 10% winner's check on a tour event, which would have been 130 grand or something like that. People are now calling Kuchar alligator arm, cheap, phony, fraud, all kinds of things because 130 grand to a guy who's looping in Mexico would be a life changer. Absolutely. It was at that point that some people started pushing back on it, including Brandel Chambly, who I hate to say I kind of agree with because it hurts me. But he said, look, the reason that tour caddies get 10% is that they have to commit to a lifestyle that is almost unthinkable. Be out on the road for three out of every four weeks at least. Be away from your family. Go through long slumps with your player. Hope he finally wins one so that if he does, then boom, you get your 10%. It's different than just a guy picking up a bag for a week and getting three grand. Now, before I turn it over to you guys, Kuchar was asked about this after he won the Sony. And he said, it's a non-story. I paid him three grand that day because that's all I had on me. But I have agreed to pay him more than that. It's less than the 10%, but it's a lot more than just three grand, he says, is a non-story. Okay, go. Well, I mean, it's exactly what you just described. I mean, the caddy's life. I had a student of mine who was a physics major at Georgetown. Played golf on the Georgetown team. He caddied one day for uh, Luke Liss at the U.S. Open qualifier. He qualified for the U.S. Open. Did a good job. <clears throat> a year later, my buddy Terry Riley, who was Luke's agent and Troy Madison's agent, said, Patrick, Troy just fired his caddy. Would you like to go up to Aronimink and finish the tournament? And he said, sure. And for five years, he was caddying for Troy Madison during some really good years. Mm-hmm. Made a lot of money, traveled the world. But he was single just out of college. Imagine now at this age of 30 and you're committing to having no life whatsoever. Right. You have to have the chance of that big hit because the little nibbins here and there isn't going to make you want to commit to that life. So I'm all for it. I bet you they probably agreed to 3000 That's what I bet you they agreed to. It was and supposedly then when double it, what he normally makes. Yeah, I'm sure it is. And then when he agreed to 3000 and then he won it, I'm sure he gave him something more. But I bet you that's what they agreed to, and I think that's very fair because he could have come in last. Mm-hmm. I think it's none of our business, truthfully. That's where I am. Yeah. It's you a know? non-story to me because it, who am I to tell someone what they should pay someone else and what and the arrangement the, and was, as who Zabe was said, there the, to hear The 10% it? standard, I mean, that's paying your travel expenses, your living expenses, the fact that you don't have health insurance, all yeah. that stuff. Yes, it would change the guy's life. But – you know, he's that's not the life he signed up for. He lives at home, El Toucan. He <laughs> lives at home. He has he goes home to his wife and family every day. This is a this is a part time gig. So and you know what I, he I did? Get, he somewhere in between is perfectly fine. He with me. literally carried his bag. That's it. And I you guarantee didn't you, he didn't give him yardages. Well, that's he the thing. He, somebody on Twitter said, "Well, I'm sure a lo- he Kuchar won by one shot. I'm sure a local caddy would be worth one stroke over four days." Chambly said, uh, yeah, no, probably the opposite. Yeah. A, Kuchar had to pull all his own clubs. B, he had to pick all his own lines. It's yeah, if not it, if it was worth right. it, they would all be doing it. <laughs> right. 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 They right. used to do that at the Masters, right? They right. used to all have the local caddies at the Masters. Carl. Carl Jackson. Yeah, oh, for, for Lee Trevino, right? Jackson. Yeah, Crenshaw. Or Crenshaw, right, for yeah. Crenshaws. You know, that, that was mainly because that was all that was allowed. Well, they but forced them. It yeah. was a rule. Yeah, yeah. Right. and now and once they allowed them to bring their own caddies, what happened? They all brought their own caddies, and yeah. they are in the business of winning money and winning tournaments. They're not going to do that if it's costing them a stroke. Okay, so we're all kind of in agreement, Ron. Back to your point, this is nobody's business. What do you make of people with blue check marks on Twitter? Not just average random people, people that are in the golf media ecosystem, of which I saw several of them blasting Kuchar calling him a hypocrite with very little total understanding of the situation. What do you say to those people? Oh, boy. 
<laughs> he's like, he's holding his bra- he's holding his tongue right now. Those people need. Well, to the original shut problem was, was the. Uh, That's what I was going to say, but I didn't say it. Know, was it? Was it? I'm not business. sure who it was. Probably Democrats. It was one of the caddies. Money. <laughs> honey. honey. Oh boy. It was one go. of the caddies on tour that started it. Kip Henley. Yeah, that's what I thought it was. Yeah. And he had these facts wrong. That was the it's, essential yeah. problem. He thought he's it was three thousand dollars and done. You're and not going to be a caddy. He's fighting for caddy rights. You know, this is terrible. The cat, you know, and he had the wrong information, and then it just gets. That's the Twitter world, the the social world. media world yeah, we're in. It they gets run with it. Echo chamber without yeah. facts. Yeah. And by the way, that caddy, if he does lose his job, whoever he's with, Nobody's he will hiring. never get another job, because that caddy wow. world has got. I bet you that caddy world. No, is, no, 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 no. The guy who announced. Oh, Kip Henley. Yeah. I mean, the caddy world is an underground world. No. It's a <laughs> weird place. Yeah. Weird, weird place. So. None you know of what? our Again, business. Again, it's none. Of, you're right. It's none of our business. Okay. What would you have tipped him? That's the more important thing. Round the horn. You won $1.3 million. You've 5%. got $43 million in career earnings. What do you tip in L2K? There is no way. Let me say this. There is no way that Matt Kuchar is not going to give this guy more than $3,000. Yeah. Maybe it's hard for him to figure out tax-wise, this and that, how to get money out of the country and send it to somewhere else. I mean, maybe well, I do 5%. Like, well, maybe he's waiting for his financial people to tell him how to do this. The narrative that was flying this? around on Twitter was, oh, I've heard stories he's notoriously alligator-armed about tipping. It's a bunch oh, of crap. Please, we're talking 10 bucks, 20 bucks here. We're not talking about thousands. And then people wanted to jump on the, look at what a phony he is. Big smile and Matt Kuchar, no family one knows man, this BS. Guy. No one I know, you're right, I know. So, back to the question. What would you, Ron Thomas, tip El Toucan? I don't know. 10,000. None of my business, right? Yeah, none of your business. I don't know. I'm going 5%. Half of of the going rate, 65 grand. Ronus? I probably either would have figured out if he owned a house or something and then just paid off, or I would have given him like 100 grand. I would have given him 10 grand. Yeah. A case of Tecate and total consciousness <laughs> oh on his God. deathbed. So, so he's got, got that going, going, going for him. <laughs> which is which nice. Is nice. <laughs> Funny. <laughs> no, actually, what I would do, I, I think I would do this. I would hope I would do this. I'd pay him the full 10%. You know why? Karma. I know he didn't deserve the full 10%, but I would look at it as a tour player like, you know what? The gods have gifted me a victory on the PGA Tour. I've won quite a bit. Karmically, I don't want to fuck that up. Here's the full ten percent. Yeah. Hundred thirty grand doesn't buy three grand, ten grand, whatever. I'm gonna make more money. I want the gods to go. That was pretty nice of you. You know what people don't understand? You when you win one point three million, how much do they really get wired into their bank account the next day? Well, I've talked to Mir about six, this. Start at sixty percent taxes. And then well, they get one point three million <laughs> wired into their account. no no no. But Muir didn't. They, they don't do it that way. Their money, some money goes here, and then the money well, goes that, right then, out. Then oh. it, probably so. then it goes all to their financial advisor, and yeah. then it's all taken from there. Yeah. No no no. Otherwise, they gotta, they're getting one point three million put in, and then they got to pay their quarterly taxes. What do no, you no, get? No 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 no. They they have to take the giant check with <laughs> them <laughs> to the bank <laughs> and, cash it. and they have a Try special room the ATM, with a giant slot for the giant check. What, you guys Steve, are missing the boat. Seriously, this is kind of. You know, trite, but w- honestly, what do you think out of 1.3? What do you think a guy sees? I think it's, it's 60%. probably. Uh, yeah, they yeah. See, it's like the lottery. But so you take away the 130000 that goes to the caddy. So you're at 60%, you're at 780000 of 1.3. Take away one hundred and thirty. You're at 650. Well, that comes out of your expenses all, along with so your, your 50%. agent and all that. Yeah, and stuff. then you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's. Yeah. Yeah, I know. These I hear guys you. live in monsters. Club, yeah. Club pro guy Ghoul said one of the underrated aspects is the amount of taxes he saved L two can. Classic. That's great. Okay, let's uh, round up here and just get a couple things off the table, and then I'll let you guys spout off on whatever you want to talk about. Ho Sung Choi has been given a sponsor's invite for the upcoming. I forget what tour event it is. Ho Sung Choi AT&T? is the so-called. Fisherman golfer, the Korean tour player who's got the crazy finish where he the pirouettes, body gyrations. Yeah. What do totally you think? awesome. What do you think about this? Totally yeah. awesome. All right. Yeah, I mean, it's not like he has no game at all. He has a couple of wins, 
uh, and it's sponsor exemption. They can do what they want. It's just like inviting Steph Curry or uh, some other famous person to play. Okay. We know they've got game. They're not going to embarrass themselves, and it's going to be entertaining. Ron, yeah. go for it. I th- he's the new version of Arnold Palmer. Palmer did the same on steroids. Not to this degree. Not to that degree, but it wasn't he's far out of off. His mind. Have know. you seen the, I, yes, the super loops of him? Great. It's so great. Yeah, and the putt. He had a, a recent putt I saw on social media. Body yeah, English, He did man. like a spin after he putted it, and then he started leaning like an airplane trying it's to great. get it. Great. It's great. All right, so if it's good for one, what have he got five? Great. Really? Yeah. What have we got a full season oh, exemption? No. Great. Well, oh, for God's sake. See, this is where you got to draw the line, Ronas. He's a novelty act. No, 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 no. Not a full season exemption. We'll draw the line. How many invites is enough, and how many invites is just shameless pandering to, hey, look at the weird Finnish guy from Korea (laughs) who shot 80? I would say it's up to the individual tournament to bring in fans. I, I don't think it would last long in terms of just pure entertainment. He would have to play well. Yeah, but the act is new in every city. Yeah, but you see I it on TV. Would. We all see it on TV okay. more than we see it. My my issue is uh, it's not it's not taking a spot. You know that's the complaint from the tour player. Just take a spot away. No, it's taking a spot from the sponsor exemption. Where they're going to do anything they want, they could give it to the club pro for all they care. But in theory, those should go to actual tour pros. In theory, it goes to people who can bring in fans. That's it. In reality, right. it goes to those that's, who can bring yeah, in fans. Not even in theory. That's, that's why reality. they have it. Exactly. Right. Sponsors <coughs> exemption. Or, or doing favors for you know yeah. friends of the you know Whatever. they might be the. Some people someone, bitch because yeah. Davis Love got an invite to Sony, and he finished top ten. 64, 65 on the weekend. Pretty pretty. And he said good. he's playing a full tour. Good schedule for him. Good. with a new hip. Uh, do you teach that finish at the Ronos Academies? If the it gets you finish? two wins on the Asian tour, yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> We're all about winning. Yes. We want Patty, winners. We want winners. Patty Harrington named European captain for 2020. We're still waiting on the captain the, for the Steve Stricker uh, appointment. The inevitable. Absolutely. Steve yeah. Stricker. I mean, a Wisconsin Ryder Cup, PGA's, you know, we're. Why don't we announce at the same time? I, I wouldn't be surprised if they announced at the show. Okay. I really wouldn't be. It's usually uh, when they announced um, last time, I think it was December. This year would be January, probably. What do you guys make of Patty? I love the guy. Great. Love his accent. It's, you know, the accent for golf is, you know, it's like every caddy you've ever heard. It's perfect. Continual lucky charms. You've seen Connor Moore. Who does the impressions? Yes. He's great. Yeah. So great. funny. He's yeah. great. And his, his, his uh, Ian Poulter is the best. Oh, yeah. Uh, it depends on his strategy. <laughs> if he wants to win, <laughs> yeah, then he's going to pick me. That's <laughs> great. Augusta National has sent out their invites for what is going to be the first ever women's amateur tournament at Augusta to be held the week before the Masters this year. Yeah, I had, I had some like discussions with – with uh, Matt Williams, <laughs> no. who's, who's running this uh, event. So it, it's two days at a different golf course, at, at, a, at an alternate golf course. So Wednesday, Thursday, Friday off, practice round for everybody. But there's a cut after the two days, and only the top 30 women will play Augusta National. So it's in a, a tur- one-day at a, Augusta only event. Correct. For 50, the women. 54 holes, uh, 36 holes at, at, at – I'm trying to remember the, uh, the other golf course it's at – then everybody, all the women invited, get to play a practice round on Augusta on Thursday. Or, oh, excuse nice. me, Friday. Okay. And then those who make the cut will play Saturday because you're going to have some tour players in town already playing practice round Saturday. We have our drive, chip, and putt on Sunday. It's all a, you know, kind of a fitting it into the whole schedule. Will type you be there, John? I'm hoping to be. I don't think so. Uh, I, I'm not set up to do drive, chip, and putt this year, so I don't think I'll be there. But I would love to work the women's event. Yeah. That would be all amazing. Right. How do we how do we feel about this? Oh, I think it's great. Yeah, yep. I love it. Great step for golf. Uh, it's interesting that it's not the women's professionals because they've been the ones complaining that why there should be a Masters for the LPGA. Yeah, and they went to amateur. But what I like from Augusta's perspective, from the membership's perspective, is they have always been, and they they make no bones about it. They've always been about player development. So that's why they have the exemptions from Asia, from the Asian amateur. Uh, they they participate in the drive, chip, and putt. Their their financial backers are the first tee. This is as you were talking about on brand this is on brand for augusta it doesn't help the female professionals at all but it's on brand i i love it but i'm also now thinking i don't know if i want to really watch minji lee hit seven wood over the creek on number 12 
Like, I don't mean to be sexist. I don't think I am. I've got two beautiful daughters. I want women in the game. But I don't know about seeing Augusta now doing this. Well, like, the course to me is kind of sacred. Yeah, but again, I like what John just said about the development, uh, not to make Jason in Texas mad about <laughs> oh. uh, developing juniors. Oh, here we go. But, um, <laughs> Thanks know, for the fan letters, by the way. I think actually the, the fact that it'll be a little bit more of a game that we play as, as good amateurs or you know average professionals, I think it'll be interesting to see how they approach it as opposed to a tour player who's hitting balls onto these greens and seeing if they stop and things like that. I'd rather have the top LPGA players, limited field, Hand selected in sort of a invite only for one day. Because if I'm going to watch the ladies' stars, I want to see the stars. But I don't yeah, know. We'll I, see. Is it going to be on television? I have not heard, but I got to believe Golf Channel wants be, a piece yeah. of it. Oh yeah, so, Golf Channel would love to do it. So for me, it's been a privilege to get to know the women's golf team at the University of Maryland. I have them out to Old South. These women are some of the coolest human beings I've ever met in my yeah. life. They're yeah, all yeah. international, by the way. They are such terrific human beings. Not a single yank on that women's team? Nope. Wow. Diana Cantu, the head golf coach, is from Mexico. Uh, fabulous player, two-time national champion at Tennessee. But for me to get to know these women, it's been such an honor, but they are so good. Oh, yeah. Oh, they're they are, really good. They are so good. I, and that's, my who's, point that's is, who's going to be playing in this. I mean, it's. I love watching women play golf. I love it. Well, the I tempo. Love the, the I love everything about it. Smart. Tempo is so great. To watch and them play I like, South, I like chicks they, who play golf. They I just think who doesn't? Cool. Yeah. They dissect that golf course. Someone had never been there. And yeah. they go out, and you tell them where to hit it. I was out there with them trying, you know, each group yeah. saying, here's where you want to hit. Guess where they hit it. Well, right where you said. Right where I told them. They can hit it straight. Well, It'll be fun to watch. It's good for the game. No yeah, question is. about it. Be interesting to see how Augusta National navigates the inevitable cries of only one round, why no LPGA event? There's going to be that knocking That's on right. the door. It's always going to be. We want yeah. more. We want more. They've got to be deft in being able to handle it, which I think they will. Yeah. Oh, they yeah. have been so. in the past, so I think they're going to have no problem with it. All right. Before we wrap it up here, round the horn. You guys are on the tee. Anything you want to talk about for two minutes. Ronus, go. You know, not particularly, but the fact is that you cannot waste the winter in getting ready to play for the spring. You can't waste the winter. We have snow on the ground. There's plenty of spots available. I give lessons. I have an indoor facility. Top Golf has heaters. There's different ranges that have heaters. If you think that you can just stroll on the first tee April 1 and be prepared to play golf, you're dead wrong. If you want to make changes, make them during the winter. If you want to get physically prepared, keep up during the winter or even make some changes during the winter. So all I can say is do not waste the winter time doing something that uh, you can do to prepare yourself to be ready in the spring so that you can be good in the spring and then better in the summer. So Take advantage of the opportunity to learn and to improve in the winter in both physically and mentally on your golf game. I That's like it. my sermon. Or hope that all your bad habits you've forgotten by the time you pick up a club. I don't yet. think that usually I've tried works. That there is a sort of reset. Years. There's a reset that sometimes happens when you take a long yeah. chunk off. You're like, oh, yeah. I'm not doing that anymore. I'm resetting very backwards right. every year. Cool. Go ahead. Yeah, I wanted to, I wanted to promote to our listeners is uh, is this is the time of year to sign up for junior league golf, and I know Ronnie, your son is doing it. Um, last year, we had twenty five hundred kids in this area uh, play junior league golf. Uh, this is the team uh, two person scramble match play event. They're very fun. It's we know kids like to be on teams, and golf has traditionally not been in that realm and this provides that so it's it's a very team atmosphere it does give a chance for a very good player to play with a, a kid who might be a beginner and they can be, form a team and and do well and get that uh, beginner player to want to play more so uh, junior league golf uh, uh, com is the website you can go to the mid-atlantic pga se uh, section website and find out information and the other one other thing for our golfers who are probably a little bit more talented uh junior wise is we have a college golf seminar the first Saturday in February, and it's all about how to play college golf. And, and um, it's whether it's Division three, Division two, Division one. How to look at scholarships, what coaches expect. We're going to have several D one, D two, D three coaches there. 
It's at Congressional Country Club that first uh, February and Saturday, uh, first Saturday in February. Once again, go to our, our webpage, mapga.com. Click on Junior Golf. You can find out the information. Love it. Great idea. Ron Thomas. I have two things. One, I would ask all of the listeners to, during your downtime, instead of maybe scrolling Facebook, which I'm guilty of more than anybody, open up a rule book, familiar, familiarize yourself with the rules of the game. Uh, they dictate the way the game is played. And the changes this Where year. Where can I get changes. a new rule book? I got one for you, Zabe. No, but I'm saying the general fan. Online. Uh, yeah, online, usga.org. Uh, you what can if I want a printed one? you got yeah, to no, join no, the, the USGA no, they and they'll will, send it to you? They will send you a printed one. But you got to pay like, to no, join the USGA. No, Rolex is sponsoring it. They'll send it right to you. A and free it's, rule book. Correct. It, it, is that like the free Bible in the Motel uh, <laughs> yes, 6 yeah. but, but I've been doing it lately with my new position, but it is so enlightening sometimes to read some of these rules where you're like, wow. I had no idea. I've been playing for 40 years. I had oh, no even idea. better than that is the case book or the yeah. decisions. Decision Different book. name now. It, On the it was a decisions book. Yeah. I forget What's the new now? name. Uh, okay. Forget it. But the decisions is a secondary book that says, okay, Right. This actually happened, and here's how we ruled right. on it. And what's good on the website is videos, which are very helpful to, to yeah. understand the, the rule. So that's, uh, that's what I'd ask. Now, the second thing, and, and I'll try and be as brief as I can, is the Golf Channel I'm struggling with, guys. Oh, boy. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, the, so many of the big-time big, go big golf fans right now are our age, Steve, uh, John, we're – 40s into 50s even into the 60s and the 70s and so many of the guys that we watched play the game are no longer to be heard of translation i wish the golf channel instead of playing the legend of bagger vance four times until the over tape the holidays, breaks until the tape breaks or the, the bobby jones story or this and that i wish we had more biographies more shows about where are they now type thing. A, a, a biography, almost like a 30 for 30 that they do on athletes. That would, about be, that they, would be There great. could be a treasure trove of golf-related 30 for 30s. Call it 18 for 18s or whatever you want. And you could go over incidents in golf. You could yep. go over great stories in golf. Who would not want to know about Larry Nelson? Yep. Shot yeah. twice Ste in Vietnam. Started when he was 21 years old. Shot in Vietnam. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. All of these guys. But this money. all takes right. money. Lloyd Mangrum money. shot twice You, you know what doesn't World take War any money? One. Driver versus driver. Yeah. <laughs> Mindless, well, brainless. Bagger Vance doesn't take yeah. <laughs> Right. The, they bought the rights to the four yeah. golf Shell's World of Golf in 1962. Me, no, yes. I totally feel you on that. Even if you wanted to do some cheaper programming that was just guys like us, writer, broadcaster, whatever, sitting around in a grill room talking golf. You could do that. But I think Golf Channel's in this mindset of we want our product to look clean. We're worried about opinions getting to be a bit stray. Remember when they used to have the writers like John Hawkins on mm -hmm. at every major? And they started giving opinions that were a little bit too frank. And I bet some of the tour players mm -hmm. and their agents are like, why the hell is Alex Maselli riding my guy's ass? But that's point. what the fans like to hear. I yep. want to know where Simon Hobday is right now. Well, I want I to don't. know about no yeah, Nick Price. No, with these well, guys. But, oh, these guys are your point about the incidents too. I mean, the, the defense, defensenzo signing the wrong scorecard would did, be a great one. They did yes. have that you know, uh, particular incident. That was good. The, the TC Chen two chip. That was you good. Know, all Best thing they've had in a yeah, long time. Very good. The twelve shots or seven shots, it was whatever. Wonderful. It was. It was More great. of that. It's great. More of that. It's yeah. it's our outlet. Yeah. For the game, it's what we do during the winter. We watch Golf Channel. I'm tired of seeing. The same stuff over and over. I'm with you. Good points. You want to bring back uh, the old, uh, what was that cross? It was something X, a red X show, where they played golf and they ran. No, no. we're not interested in that. No. <laughs> no, Ronnie that. is definitely not I'm interested a history in that. Guy. Is, I like his big break done? Mm, yes, done. it is done. Is the Haney Project done? Human interest stories okay. is what Ronnie's talking about. Yes. All right, well, let's pitch Let's pitch some ideas to golf. Something channel. that makes us cry a little okay. bit. Something that makes us think. Okay, very good. Larry Mize. Good. All right, Chip boys. Back. Thank you for spending time today. Thanks to everyone for listening. We are dreaming golf all year long. As always, if you're in the DMV area, get your stuff at Golfdom in Tyson's Corner. We are just a stung three iron into the cold winter wind from there right now. Go see my man, Buddy Christensen. 
Ask for him by name. He'll hook you up, no question about it. That's golfdomgolf.com. On the website, John Ronas, Ronas Academies, does have indoor hitting bays all winter long. Come see Teaching, me. teaching, teaching out there at River Creek yep. in Leesburg, Virginia. Mr. Gould, good to see you. You're down at the uh, golf show next week. Ron yep. Thomas, congratulations. Now you're a board member. <laughs> Mr. Board member. Blue Blazer. Exactly. Who wants to mow my lawn. How would you like to mow my lawn? And before you know it, it'll be green again out there. So thanks for listening to the Capital Golf Gang. We'll see you next time, everybody. Go out and hit some balls. You are listening to the Capital Golf Gang, Washington, D.C.'s radio golf authority for over 15 years.